starring Bela Day in... But, Ma, that's my favorite movie! Oh, well, all right. But don't you spend too much time in front of that TV, do you hear me? Yes, Ma. Hello, everyone! How are you doing today? I hope today is treating you well, because... It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. So you're either cooking and listening to this, or maybe you just ate, you need something uh, to help you relax, maybe even fall asleep to. You know what? I won't even take offense to it. But either way, I hope you enjoyed your day or you're still enjoying it currently. So welcome back to another episode of my podcast, but Ma, that's my favorite movie. I'm your host, Bela Day, and we have a great episode for you today. But before we go any further, of course, I have to thank my listeners. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back again and again and supporting me. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. And guess what? You're a real one, period. Now, if you're a new listener, well then, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for lending me your ear for however long this podcast is going to take. Thank you for giving my podcast a chance. I really appreciate it. And you know what? You're in for a treat today, which I hope will keep you coming back for more. All right. Now, we are doing a one movie episode. So we are simply going to discuss one movie and what movie would that be? Would you ask? Well, today's episode is titled, But Ma, That's Soul Food. So today is Thanksgiving and not only do we have this holiday where we gather around with family, you know, this is what this holiday is known for, but we're also We also have um, other holidays that are right around the corner, like Christmas and New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And so I just felt that at this moment, you know, with the holiday today um, and just everything that's going to be happening, that I wanted to pick a movie that would embody the spirit of what we're all feeling. Now, I know we're going through a lot of stuff. 2020 has been the worst for pretty much everyone um and it's crazy because normally in the years people will have like really good years some people have bad years but it's never something it's never something happening to everyone at the same time and it's all it's all bad so um I just wanted to take the time to talk about a feel-good movie um a, a a a really good like movie that hits you right in the gut it uh it 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 shoots right to your heart and it just it makes you appreciate family okay um so yeah this just felt deeply appropriate to talk about this movie at this particular time so we're gonna go ahead and just get straight into the bad boy but first y'all know how I do I gotta give y'all my quote all right lights camera action oh fuck the family the family i let the family in my house and you know what the family fucked my husband yeah faith fucked my husband all right 
Now that quote is by the character Terry, who's played by Vanessa Williams in this movie. All right. So y'all know we about to get into the tea with that quote because it's packed with a lot because a lot of stuff goes on. And you know what? Watching this movie again, one, I felt not invested because I'm doing this episode. I need to rewatch it and, you know, make sure I'm hitting like all the major points and I'm getting all the correct information. But this movie is really captivating, entertaining. And I'm going to get into all of that later, but this movie just has a lot, a lot of gems in it. And that was that quote. I feel like it embodies uh, frustration it shows like you expect family to be there for you. You expect to be able to trust them. You expect them to show you loyalty because y'all are blood and it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes things happen. And of course, in no way, shape or form, I would, you know, support something like that. You know, family members doing stuff together. Well, not family members, but like, um, like a brother-in-law and your cousin getting together or something like that you know they're not technically family they're only family by marriage that's the best way to put it but um it just it, it just express it just to me like even though it's focused on a particular subject but there's just so much realness to it and just the way that Vanessa Williams delivered it it was just it was just so it was it was just so real and it was just so great and um that's one of the lines that stuck out most to me from this movie um even though there is one more that I want to do as well um because I had to do that ratchet one first and every time I think of this movie I always think of that line to be honest but on a more serious note uh, one of the other greatest lines in this movie, um, I'm I'm about to uh, say it right now. Okay, so I'm gonna do a second quote. All right, guys, <laughs> I had to get that one out the way. I love that line. Um, but okay, here we go with the second one. Lights, camera, action. One finger won't make an impact. But you ball all these fingers into a fist and you could strike a mighty blow. Now this family has got to be that fist. And that is um, by the character uh, Mama Joe, who is played by Irma P. Hall, who was a delight in this film. She is a breath of fresh air. She is everyone you would want to be if you almost wanted to be like you know the most not saying she's perfect but just that person that just embodies everything light love uh empathy and it's just yeah she's just absolutely amazing in this movie and so that quote also resonates with just how it's better to work together than it is apart you know how they say it takes a village to raise a child. It, it, it's just, it's, it's always so much better when you're able to work with people and have people help you and help someone else. And, you know, that's how we build. Cause we, as humans, we are not meant to be secluded. We are not meant to never be touched. We're not meant to never 
have someone there at some point for something, you know, that, you know, we're all here to somehow help each other and to continue to, um, use each other to our advantage to, you know, better ourselves and other people around us and our environment and society and culture and, you know, all of those good things. Right. Um, so let me go ahead and stop blabbing because, and I, I've never really talked too much about the quotes that I say, but this movie just, it's it just, it's absolutely amazing and it's completely underrated and it shouldn't be because this is a great movie. Okay. So this movie was released September 26, 1997. Um, it was written and directed by George Tillman Jr. Who also directed men of honor and notorious. And I love notorious. I have not seen men of honor. Um, but I'm pretty sure that movie is good. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I think I saw Robert De Niro on the cover. So I wouldn't doubt it wouldn't be good. All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to get into this movie here. Now, this movie, it's based upon the family. And what we're doing is we're following what's happening to each one of these family members and just kind of like the chain reaction to the different events that happen. We're getting to know their personality, which reflects uh, how they handle their actions, what actions that they pursue. And so I'm going to do the summary. Normally, I kind of just literally walk you through the whole movie, but um, I'm probably going to be kind of not going all over the place, but going all over the place. Um, but I'm still going to be telling the story in the midst of it and just kind of hitting the uh, major points in this film. So we start off at Bird's Wedding, where we get to know Big Mama's family. So this movie, in some parts, is being narrated by one of the grandchildren, whose name is Ahmad, who is played by Brandon Hammond. And so... Ahmad is super close with his big mama. He loves her. He would do anything for her. He respects her. And they just have a special bond. And at this wedding, we meet the family. So we have Bird, who is the bride, played by Nia Long. Um, we have Maxine, played by Vivica Fox. Terry, played by Vanessa Williams. Mama Joe, played by Irma P. Hall. Lim, who is... Oh, and let me kind of backtrack a little bit. So, um... Bird, Maxine, and Vanessa, their sisters. Uh, Mama Joe, of course, is their mother. Uh, then uh, Lim is Bird's husband, who's played by Mackay Pfeiffer. We have Kenny, who is Maxine's husband, who's played by Jeffrey D. Sams. Uh, and then we have Michael Beach, played by Miles, and he is married to uh, Terry. And... Um, then we have some other people that are like outside of the family. We have Bird's ex, whose name is Samuel, played by Mel Jackson. And then we have Reverend Williams, played by Carl Wright. So the wedding is going good. And, you know, everyone's having a good time. Of course, it's a wedding. You know, you want it to be joyous. You want everyone to be, you know, in good spirits, no drama. And it is drama free until Bird ends up running into her ex, Samuel, 
who she had no idea was even invited. She doesn't even know who invited him. So I'm guessing maybe someone or he just invited himself and somehow he figured out because he maybe is low key stalking her. (laughs) Um, I don't know. So pretty much when she runs into her ex that upsets her because he's like kind of acting like he still wants her. And it's very obvious that she wants nothing to do with him, but he's still not over her. And so she ends up going into the bathroom with her sisters, Terry and Maxine. And she's like telling them how upset she is that he's there. She doesn't even know who invited him. She didn't even expect him to be there. And what makes matters worse is Maxine ends up letting her know that Lim is like dancing with his ex outside. And because she was distracted by her ex, she didn't even notice. So she goes out to, you know, see her husband, see what he's doing. And he sees him dancing with her. Now his ex, I mean, she was wearing the shortest dress she could find. And he's, they're just grinding on each other. Like he's not even trying to push her off or anything. So this makes Bird really upset. Cause she's like, it's my wedding day. I'm supposed to be happy. And like all of a sudden this stuff is happening. And so pretty much, uh, Maxine comes up with the idea that hey how about we just go whoop her tail and so they all march out and they actually see that there is a crowd around who they're thinking um is around limb right they're like okay so everybody must be like checking them out dancing with his ex so they burst through the crowd and they see big mama dancing with limb and then this pretty much eases all of their minds it makes everybody relieved everyone's feeling a little (laughs) bit better and um this is the first moment we get to see the the genuine caring and loving um big mama that Ahmed is talking to us about because um he lets us know you know how important his big mama is to the family and how she you know is to everyone how she has a special place in everyone's heart but this is the moment like it's revealed we see it in action and it's a very very sweet moment And so then after that, um, we get more into what the family is about, right? And we get into what drives the family to stay together. And other than the fact that Big Mama is the glue that holds the family together, it's also this tradition that they have, which is Sunday dinner. And it's where the family gets together. So basically it's, you know, the mom, Big Mama, all her daughters, their husbands, their kids, they get together. They share this special moment together where they just eat some really, really good food and they just enjoy each other and they talk about things. They talk through things, they talk about things. And, you know, Big Mama's always there to, you know, meet whatever is going on so at Sunday dinner you know they're cooking fried fish chicken you know collard greens macaroni and cheese lima beans uh you know making uh cornbread different desserts and you know it's all so good and we know that uh food can really bring people together you know and um it's very comforting and um you know food is one of those senses that can bring really great memories to you or sometimes bad but it can bring a memory right and so they just share this special moment and that's their way of connecting is through the food right and so pretty much whenever this happens with Sunday dinner, the women end up in the kitchen and the guys kind of do their own thing, like watching TV, talking or whatever. Right. And 
when we see the sisters cooking together, um, we get a glimpse into Terry and Maxine's relationship and how rocky it actually is. Um, and there's going to be a side story I'm going to get to. And we also learned that uh, Mama Joe or Big Mama has diabetes. And how we learn about that is as they're in the cook- kitchen cooking, at one point she like has her uh, like forearm hovering over the stove. And there's actually a little bit of fire that's coming from under one of the like stove toppers. And like it's touching her arm and she doesn't even feel it. And so Ahmed's like, oh my God, big mama, look like, you know, and she didn't even realize that she was getting burned. Um, and it's because she actually hasn't been taking her insulin and when you don't take your insulin that can, cause when you have diabetes, you don't take your, your insulin. It can cause different parts of your body to one shut down because your body cannot regulate the sugar like a normal person's body could. And it can also cause you to lose circulation in certain areas. So if you lose circulation in an area, you're not going to have no feeling in it. And so that's what was happening. And so they do end up, you know, kind of getting on to big mama, the, her daughters, uh, the sisters. And they're like, you know, you have to take your insulin. And she thinks that she can just, um, try a more natural approach to healing herself, which to be honest, that is very true. You can go the natural route, but if you do that, you have to be super conscious about what you're eating and what you're intaking. Because if you do not eat right, it's going to defeat the whole purpose of you trying the whole natural route because you can't eat terrible. All the stuff that they eat, that's not things that she should be eating necessarily or eating in a large amount. Like you can eat those type of things, but you have to just spread it out. It can't be like an everyday thing. And um, and see, I don't know what else she was eating besides this type of stuff. Like if during the week she was eating sweets and drinking sodas and you know, we don't really know, but obviously she wasn't eating as good as she could be for the fact that she was starting to have complications due to, you know, not taking her insulin. Um, but other than that, oh, and, and a side note here, it's totally relatable. Um, it's easier to tell someone else what to do and how they should take care of themselves until you're in that position because um, I was diagnosed with diabetes uh, last December. So it's coming up to a year of me knowing it. And so I have realized how hard it is to uh, try to have a decent diet, which I, you know, I, I made I'm terrible at it. Um, and then you, you know, adding in the element of exercise and then, you know, also not eating the sweets, not drinking the sodas, the juices, staying away from carbohydrates, all of that's super hard because I love pasta. I love macaroni. I love bread. I love soda. I love juice. I love candy. I love cakes. I love brownies. I love cookies. And, you know, I love all of these things and, these are the things that can really do damage to my body. And it's, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's, you know, it's a, a stiff scarf to wrap around your neck. Okay. It's not easy. Um, and so it's all a work in progress. And I know like for me, I've really weaned myself off soda. I went from drinking literally soda every single day, multiple times a day 
to drinking it maybe a couple times a week. And then also um, my juice intake, I would drink multiple cups. I'll drink maybe one cup um, every couple or like every other day. And then, um, then, you know, drinking water, like only drinking one cup and then drinking water straight afterwards and not drinking any more juice for the rest of the day. So, I mean, those are my main weaknesses that I'm just trying to, you know, do better on, but it's hard. So when, when I was listening and watching this movie, I could totally relate to how she felt. But anywho, um, then we get into the point where once the food is actually done, we actually get to see what the family's dynamic is like once they're just sitting. They're not distracted by anything. They have to sit down, eat, and face each other. (laughs) And so um, the different things that we're learning about this family. Okay, so we have Bird, who was the one who just got married to Lim. So they're the newlyweds. And Bird actually has her own hair shop because... Um, Terry, the sister, loaned her money, okay? And then they're also dealing with the fact that Lim is a felon. So since he has that on his record, everyone knows when you have a felony or anything like that, um, it causes you to have a harder time to adapt to society, to be a citizen society, um, because you have this like big scarlet letter on you that you can't even get rid of and it's going to follow you the rest of your life and you have to try to maneuver and find a way to be able to make a living and to be on your own and to be independent but it's super hard um then we have Maxine and Kenny um they have two kids and one is on the way and the narrator Ahmad is actually the oldest kid and um they just have a pretty loving relationship they don't really have any issues um and yeah their life is actually it's probably the most decent out of everybody um then we have terry and miles and they don't have any children but they both are lawyers and they make the most money in the family and we actually find out that the reason why Terry and Maxine have this feud or rocky relationship is because Terry actually has started dating Kenny first. And then, um, so the day that she started dating him, like they, I, I, I don't know if this was their first date, their second date, probably the first date, because it turns out that if anyone in the family, any of the girls went on a date, they had to bring their sisters along. So Terry had to bring... Maxine along and because she had to bring Maxine along what ends up happening is Kenny and Maxine actually end up uh end up falling for each other and at one point they end up sneaking behind Terry's back and Terry ends up finding them catching them red-handed when she like sees his car parked on the street she's like walking from school and she catches Maxine in the car with Kenny and they're like making out And so ever since then, they've had this ongoing feud with each other where they pretty much just always say the nastiest things to each other. And they're always trying to one up each other. Um, And we're going to go into that a little later. But that's the reason why they act like that towards each other. Um, And then Terry's deal is she is the one who graduated college she's the lawyer makes the most money she uses that as an attack against her sister uh to pretty much say well 
my be all end alls. I have, I went to college. I'm a lawyer. I make the most money in the family. Everyone relies on me. And, um, she's not really happy and she's uptight and she's not really satisfied with anything in her life. Even though she makes all this money, she has, you know, the degree and she's still not a happy person. And it very, very much shows. And even with all this drama going on between the sisters and like what they're going through with their husbands or whatever, uh, Big Mama is always the person to mediate their fights. She, you know, helps them by giving them wise words and advice to ease the tension, which always works. You know, she's that one that can calm everyone down and, you know, get everyone out of their heads into you know, just be grateful and just never forget that y'all all need to be there for each other at the end of the day. Um, then, so then as you know, we're seeing that this dinner has its ups and its downs, right? Big Mama had actually announced at one point that she had a dream about fishes and uh, Lim is actually kind of new to hearing this saying. And he had asked Bertie, he was like, what does that mean? Because when she says it, everybody's like, oh, oh, like pointing to each other and stuff. And they're kind of speculating who they think could be the next person to have a baby. Because actually at this point, uh, Maxine is pregnant. Or like I mentioned before, yeah, she is pregnant. So they're thinking, okay, it's possible that, you know, with the newlyweds, she's probably going to be the the person that's pregnant or that uh, Big Mama's dreaming uh, fish is about. And so she, Bert explains to Lim, like, okay, well, what it means either somebody's coming over or somebody's pregnant. So what ends up happening, and it's funny, their cousin Faith ends up coming to the house. None of the family was expecting her to come. And they also weren't happy that she came because apparently um, she's actually been you know in some trouble in the past and you know she's done some dirty things she's done some dirty things to big mama that of course her kids don't appreciate or her cousins don't appreciate so then after faith has arrived no one's really happy except for big mama because you know that's her niece uh shortly after that surprise maxine ends up going into labor and so she ends up having her baby. So it's funny because this, the dream about fishes, because she said fishes, she didn't say one fish. So we had someone come into town, which was Faith, and then the baby's being delivered. So the baby ends up coming too. So um, that was pretty cool. And so pretty much things aren't seeming too bad after all, because now even though Faith came, Ugh, faith uh, the baby's here and you know that's always a blessing when a new baby comes now what ends up happening after that is uh, big mama has to go to the doctor and you know of course her daughters are going to make sure she actually goes to the doctor and it actually turns out that her leg has to be amputated due to lack of circulation so um not only was she getting that in her arm, but now she has it like really bad in her leg to the point where she now has to get it amputated. And she initially refuses to do it, but she ends up deciding to go through with it. And unfortunately, when they were doing the surgery, she actually had a stroke that ended up putting her in a coma. And this is when things start to go downhill within the family because Lim loses his job and he goes to Kenny for help 
who basically advises him, don't tell Bird. And, you know, we're going to work to try to help you find something. And eventually Bird is going to find out. And when she even mentions to him, like, hey, you know, I can get, you know, I get people coming through the shop. I could just see if someone could hook you up with a job. And Lynn makes it very clear. I do not want your help in getting me a job. Like, I'm doing my thing. I'll figure it out. And so Bird ends up going behind his back. She has a chance to finally use her ex because he's always up under her anyways. And so she ends up using him to get him a job who was Simeo uh, and he, you know, of course he, he does her the favor because he does like her. Um, and so then, um, Lim actually has no idea about this. So when he ends up getting called for this job, thinking that it was a recommendation, um, of course, Samuel couldn't keep it to himself and he has to kind of show off to say, oh yeah, well, I helped you get this job and I got you this job because I know your wife and talking about, oh yeah, like we used to call her Coca-Cola back then because she had the body that would make you scream and just kind of go into details. And of course, Lim being her husband, he don't want to hear another man talk about his wife like that so this makes him go off and he ends up fighting with him and then he ends up going to bird saying like what'd you do for this guy for him to do this favor for you then he notices a bracelet that he had got her and this just makes him really mad and it's, it's like oh my god it's just a whole mess and so then uh they get into it he like pushes her but he doesn't hit her but he does push her against the wall and so Terry hears about it. She comes to the shop. She calls one of their other, well, one of her brothers. And she gets him to go beat him up. What ends up happening is Lim had a gun on him. So the guys didn't even get a chance to beat him up because he was whooping their tail. But then he pulls out his gun. When you have a felony, you're not supposed to have a, be in a possession of a weapon. So that gets him in jail. Um... Then we go to like Terry's situation where of course her, well, she's not happy. Her husband like really makes an effort to try to be like, uh, make their relationship lively, try to make it fun. But Terry's just really a Debbie Downer. She's just not happy at all. And Faith ends up staying with her and Faith and Miles, which is Terry's husband, they end up getting close because uh, Faith makes it very obvious that she supports him in uh, his music career because he was a lawyer making good money, but then he decides, like, I want to do music. And so she supports him. She's encouraging. And Terry's like, oh, you don't want to lose your job. Like, you need to focus on your work. That's ridiculous. Like, you shouldn't do that. She's against it. So this actually brings Faith in miles closer because faith is also in the arts she's a dancer and so of course one artist to another they're gonna like root each other on and so this ends up bringing them way more closer than you would expect it to happen or it crosses a line okay and faith and miles do uh have sex and terry ends up seeing them in action and and the way she sees them is they have this house where there's like their house, they have the rooftop. And then I guess like across the way they have like a studio. So I don't know if it's like their house is that big where they have like a studio on the, like almost on the rooftop, but it's like in another building. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, so she catches him in the studio, but of course she's like across the way. So she doesn't like walk into the room to see him. She's, she just sees them from the outside. And so she doesn't initially say anything about it. Um, until the night of Maxine and Kenny's 11 year anniversary, wedding anniversary. And that's when she spills the beans there. Cause they're discussing about, um, you know, big mama and about her medical bills and, Maxine is basically like, we'll just, you'll pay for all the bills, Terry, and we'll pay you back. And Terry's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to sell the house. And then everyone is trying to convince Terry to not sell the house. Like, you know, big mama worked so hard to have that house, to maintain that house, her and daddy. And this house is supposed to be the, for the family. And then that's when that line comes from, oh, fuck the family. You know what I did with the fa- family? When I left the family in my house, family fucked my husband. Okay. So she was over it. She didn't care about no type of family, no type of bond. She didn't care about the mac and cheese. She didn't care about the chitlin. She didn't care about the fried fish, the chicken. She didn't care about now, that. Okay. Because family fucked her husband. Okay. And so, so of course that they were already on the rocks with their relationship, Miles and Terry anyway. So that just really, if it was a car riding towards the edge, it, it it just rolled straight over off the cliff. Okay. And let's see, what else do we have here? Um, oh, and so then we're also getting with Terry. So the, the issue that Maxine is having or like her, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what's the wording. Uh, cause like everyone has certain issues going on. So, I can't think of the word right now. And I know I'm going to listen to this. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's there. But the only Maxine issue has is her feud with Terry. And that is simply the fact that they try to always throw jabs at each other. And pretty much Terry feels like she missed out on something when Maxine stole Kenny from her. So that's what Maxine has to deal with, the jealousy that she gets from her sister uh, but I mean, that's her big thing. Other than that, everything and her husband's not cheating. She has her kids and you know, her life is pretty good. She just has to deal with her sister who was resentful towards her, which rightfully so. So pretty much the family is just breaking into pieces little by little, nothing's going right. And everything is just turning on, on its head. And at one of Ahmad's visits to his big mama, she ends up waking up. And this is the first time she's woke up because she ain't woke up for anyone. And when she wakes up, she tries to talk to him, but it's very hard for her to talk. And she tells him that she needs him to, and it like, she starts going into a coughing fit. She, does, she doesn't even finish her sentence. And Ahmad can only assume that she wanted him to get the family together or find a way to you know make sure that they stay together and unfortunately he didn't get to hear what she said and then she ends up passing away and that's the real tearjerker because we have this character like mama joe who you're rooting for her you love her you wish that was your big mama. You wish that was your mama Joe. Like that's the one person you 
you love and cherish in your family that has no feuds with nobody, no grudges, no bad blood. All she does is love, care, and take care of people. But unfortunately, she wasn't taking care of herself in the process. And so it caused her to, you know, have these complications, which led to the surgery, which led to her, the comb, the stroke, and then led to the coma and so on. And so she passes away. Ahmed knows that what she really wanted was to get the family back together. So um, I want to say Ahmed like my boyfriend's name, (laughs) but it's Ahmad decides to get the family together by lying and telling everyone that Big Mama told him where the cash was. Now, here's a little information about the cash. The whole movie, it's mentioned like, oh, uh, what about that, you know, all that money or that big loot of cash? And everyone's like, oh, it's a myth. It's not even real. But it's brought up and everyone knows and has heard about it. So he, he decides to tell each family member individually like, hey, Big Mama told me where she left the cash. If you help me invest in it, I'll give you some. And he knows what they all like, what they all uh, would need the money for. So when he talks to Miles, he said, you can invest it in your music. When he talks to Bird, he's like, well, you can uh, help pay back the loan that Terry uh, gave you. And, you know, just so on and so forth. He, he knows how to like play on everyone's emotions because he knows what everyone is dealing with. Now, what ends up happening is he said he also tells them that meet me on Sunday at Big Mama's house at three. So everyone starts coming to the house and they're realizing slowly by little by little when they come in, they're like, wait, other people are here. And then when they go to the kitchen, they'll see people cooking and or they'll see other people walking around and they're like, wait, other people are here. What's going on? But for the most part, everyone kind of falls in line and ends up just like, like the women end up joining them with the cooking. They don't talk to each other, but they all just kind of, it, it's, it, it's something that they've done before. It's familiar. So they just kind of, that's the only way I can describe it. Fall into line and just start doing what they do best. Whatever food that they know that they know how to make, they'll just do it. And even Lim comes over um, after Terry had felt bad she actually called in a favor to get him out of jail now he doesn't even know that once again another favor was done for him which I don't think these are bad favors but I I think it's a pride thing that I'll never probably actually I do understand pride because I don't like people doing stuff for me either but if you get in a bind like a real bad bind then uh, then that's okay for someone to help you especially like jail time where you don't know when you're gonna get out yeah I I would definitely take that. I wouldn't complain. But anyway, so Lim, you know, he's out and um Bird and him reunite. Uh they they missed each other. They're sweet to each other. Everything's pretty good. You know, Bird's not going to fight him or anything. She's been missing him this whole time, especially when she finds out that she's prego. So once the food is done, everyone's sitting out eating. Of course, it comes to a time where they're basically having to hash out these unresolved issues that they, you know, haven't faced this whole time because they've all been apart. Now, um, Lim ends up finding out that Terry got him out of jail because he mentions like, wow, so I just got out of jail. I don't even know how. And then Terry's like, oh, yeah, well, I called in a favor for you. And he's like, well, it was actually your fault why I went in jail. So 
I mean, so it makes sense why you even did it. And she's like, well, you should be grateful. And he's like, mm, no, because I didn't want no favors from you because it was your fault why I ended up in there. And then she mentioned, oh, well, you know, how about you don't worry about me and, you know, worry about taking care of your pregnant wife, which Bert hadn't even told him yet, told him, yeah, him yet that she was pregnant. So he, she ends up spilling those beans and it's like, girl, what? She's just so unhappy and miserable. She wants to do that to everyone else. Then um, uh, Bird ends up saying, well, no, how about you worry about your husband sleeping with her, you know, Miles sleeping with Faith? How about you worry about taking care of your man? So then that's when Terry turns to her man and is like, oh, is that what it is? I didn't take care of you? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know why she says it like that because it was Bird's words, not his. But, uh, but that probably summed it up pretty well. And so he ends up... Um, telling her like well to be honest we ain't been happy at all and then faith wants to leave and then maxine says no don't leave we're all family we have to face this we have to work this out and so then um miles is like okay i'm gonna leave and he goes you know what good luck with the money and uh Maxine and them they're like what money and then Bert says well um Ahmad told us that big mama told him where the money was and that you know she gave it to him um and so then Maxine because at first when they were hashing out their issues Maxine told him and uh, her other daughters to go in the kitchen so you know they didn't hear grown folks talking and she ends up calling him out and she's like, what have I told you about lying? And then he starts going on this like emotional plea where he's like, it was the only way I could get y'all together because every time y'all get together, y'all just fight. And, and big mama wanted me to get y'all together for a Sunday dinner. And so then they're kind of looking like, Oh snap, he's right. Uh, he's the one who has the most sense out of all of us. And he's the youngest. And so then they end up smelling something burning because right before he left the kitchen to go to his mom, he had put the towel on the stove. Now there was a in the one of the beginning scenes of the movie, he had put the towel on the stove and Big Mama told him, "Don't ever put the towel on the stove, like it can cause a fire." But of course, Big Mama's out there to you know uh, to 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 catch him and stuff like that to help him. Um, to remind him. And so the kitchen ends up catching on fire. They have to work together to put it out. Once they put it out, Uncle Pete, which is one of the family members that no one's really ever saw. He always stayed in his room. But for the first time ever, he comes out of his room with the TV in hand. And it scares everybody because they weren't expecting him to do that. And so, like, Kenny ends up spraying him with the fire extinguisher in the face but then they realize who it is and they stop. And then Maxine goes to like, you know, pat his face, clean off his face. And she had told him earlier that she had a surprise. And so she goes, well, this was a surprise, you know, Uncle Pete. Because he had came out after Big Mama died. He came out was sitting at the table and Maxine had saw him and she got to talk to him and stuff. And then it turns out that whenever he was getting sprayed in the face, he had dropped the TV and there was like a fan on in the kitchen and we dropped the TV. It broke apart and all the money began to fly out. And so there was really a stash of cash put away the whole time. And it was in the TV in the, uh, in the place that people least expected it to be because 
they wouldn't expected it all right and so i mean that's pretty much it this movie is really heart-wrenching it's sad i'm surprised i didn't cry i know i was on the verge of tears a couple times and i think i was just kind of focused on doing you know riding it up and stuff i didn't get to but oh it's very sad all right so we're gonna go ahead and get into uh the cast here so uh, we have Vanessa Williams, who plays Terry. She was in the show Ugly Betty and the 2000 version of Shaft. Uh, we have Vivica A. Fox. Um, she was in Set It Off uh, when I did the Black movie episode. Um, and she was... Vivica A. Fox is definitely underrated. She is a wonderful actress. And so was Vanessa Williams. Um, and she and Vivica A. Fox is also in Kill Bill. Uh, we have Nina Long, who played Bird. She was in Boys in the Hood and Friday. Michael Beach, who plays Miles. He was in Aquaman and If Bill Street Could Talk. We have Makai Pfeiffer. No relation to Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe. Um, he plays Lim. He was in 8 Mile and Honey. And then we have Brandon Hammond, who played Ahmad. He was in Space Jam and Mars Attacks. We have Jeffrey D. Sams, who plays Kenny. He was in the show... CSI and Law and Order. We have Gina Rivera who played Faith. She was in Showgirls, which that's another movie I want to do. And The Great Debaters, which I don't even remember her in that movie, but I need I'm gonna watch it and talk about it on here, of course. Irma P. Hall, who plays Mother Joe. She was in The Lady Killers and Collateral. We have Carl Wright, who played Reverend Williams. He was in Big Mama House and Barbershop. We have Mel Jackson, who plays Samuel, who was in <laughs> uh, Deliver Us from Eva uh, when I did uh, But Ma, That's My Favorite Artist in a Movie. He was in that movie, which I forgot. Um, and then he also played in the Little Richard biopic. Uh, then we have John M. Watson Sr., who plays Uncle Pete. He was in The Fugitive and Natural Born Killers. We have M.T. Alexander, who plays Jada. She is known for soul food. We have Morgan Michelle Smith, who plays Kelly. She's known for soul food. And we have Lawrence Petty, who plays Harmone, who's in soul food as well. And um, let's go ahead and get into, I just have a little bit of behind the scenes info, which is really not, this is more like trivia. So Makai Pfeiffer, who played Lim, was at one point married to Melinda or Melinda Williams, who plays Bird in the cable series. So they actually did a spinoff to the show and I didn't really watch it. Like I remember seeing bits and pieces when I was younger, but as an adult, I would love to watch it now to see, you know, how it was done. Then um, I thought this was cool. Vanessa Williams, Vivica Fox, and Nia Long all previously starred in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as three very different love interests of Will Smith's character. What are the odds of that? This is a very small, small world in Hollywood, okay? And Courtney B. Vance was offered the role of Kenny Simmons, but had to turn it down as he was working on another project, which... I could have definitely seen that, um, but I think that the actor they had, he, he was absolutely perfect. Okay, uh, going into the creative questions that we have. So uh, the first one, I love that scene. What is my favorite scene in this movie? To be honest, that beginning scene at Bird's Wedding was very quotable because I love quotable stuff. Um, and just the way the cast acted and the comedic timing and just the way that the lines were said and 
it was just, ah, I absolutely adore that first scene, to be honest. I love it, love it, love it. All right, next question we have here. That made me so blank. So the scene that made me feel some type of emotion, what emotion and why? All right, so going back to that beginning seat, scene it made me so mad when Lim was dancing on his ex at his own wedding like dude come on like you are sorry af if I'm gonna be married to you and you dancing up on your ex not just dancing like she's standing in front of him they're just kind of doing like the side to side thing and whatever no she's grinding on him and you're not stopping her you freaking stupid dog I was like really really dude I did not like that. And I I thought to me that made him kind of sorry because, okay, people are already going to judge you because of you going to the penitentiary, but then you get out and you do stuff like that on your wedding day. You're not that freaking drunk to be out your damn mind to think that you think something like that is okay. Boy, bye. Um, but then it made me happy when Big Mama interfered and danced with him and, you know, basically saved the reception and then it made me sad initially when the doctors told her that they had to amputate her leg now woman let me tell you something about Irma P. Hall's act in this movie brilliant I mean absolutely brilliant I mean bring in the drama she is so good she was so so good in this movie um it's like she doesn't have a like she has a huge part and then doesn't at the same time And she just fills the screen and you even think about her when she's not on the screen. That's how powerful her part was. All right. Um, the next one I have here, that was interesting. So a scene that made me think confused or curious. And I have to say about one particular character. Um, now remember watching this movie as a kid and you always think the person who's acting up to uptight stuck up like uh why are they acting like that uh why are they doing that uh like I don't get it but knowing what Terry had been through and being an adult and going through stuff you understand her bitterness a lot better you actually can relate to it how you can um have a little bit of jealousy from someone but also just in her defense that she was done really wrong by her own sister she was betrayed by her sister and then later in life she was betrayed by her cousin and it at one point as an adult you have to let things go and you can't let it eat you up inside you can't let someone who's not paying rent live in your mind right and it it's easier said than done to just throw away the feelings and say, well, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to forgive them. Uh, but you have to forgive people so that you are not feeling like, like the worst person ever. Not like you're feeling the worst person, but like the way you go about life, the, your outlook, your perspective, you, you're more negative. You're more angry. You, you have this built up aggression and, you know, uh, disappointment all this stuff and it's like you have to let that go for your own health not for them for you but I can totally totally understand why she was like that though so I thought that was interesting just having that re- revelation to be like damn I know what she's going through um, favorite character I love me some big mama I love loved her and also Maxine because Vivica Fox she has that she she definitely has a presence on screen 
she like just she because she can be funny and she can do the drama and when you can have that right balance that just ah it's just perfect chef's kiss it's perfect now don't get me wrong Vanessa Williams was excellent her role I loved her I loved all of them this was a a great great cast they blended together they were all amazing and it was just it was so so good and um, this just is this is going to lead me to the appreciation of plot corner. So the director, you know, he wrote the script as well. And what I love about this movie is it's authentic. Um, it does not breed or uh, raise stereotypes. It, it's very real. There are people that end up in the pen. Um, there are people who have you know, try to do favors for their spouse. There are people that are jealous of each other within their own family. Um, there is that matriarch or patriarch of the family that everyone relies on to keep everyone together. Um, you do have some people in the family that feel like they're better than others because they got a degree. Uh, you do have some people who didn't finish their education in their family. Um, it's like, there's so many different elements that were blended so perfectly together. It was written so beautifully. The acting was amazing. And it just had a lot of good gems in this film. And I would recommend anyone, this is a good movie. I wouldn't say watch it with their family because there's the sex scenes and stuff. Um, but this, this is like older family, older, like, you know, nieces and nephews or whatever. Like, uh, it, it's a good movie to watch and to show you that, even when you think you're going through the toughest things or the worst things or things that you feel like you can never get out of that you can and that family is all you have and at the end of the day it's better to face your issues head on and work through them than to allow them to harbor and fest within you while you just continue to you know deal with it on your own versus letting it out and you know trying to find some sort of resolve and just forgiving forgiving people so I just had to say that because oh this movie is so good now on a scale from theater to tv which one would I recommend so theater basically like the best or the worst but in terms of like how you would see it so theater is like the best pretty much or uh wait till it comes on Redbox. like you know the saying even though if you don't get it from Redbox specifically but oh I'll wait till that goes on Redbox, like dvd or is it uh, I'll just wait till it comes on TV and it's free. Well, it's not free because you're paying for cable, but technically it's free, if you know what I mean. And I would definitely say that this one's good for on screen. I wish I could have saw this movie at the theaters. I think I would have really, really enjoyed that. I, I really would have. Um, and you know what? I think that is actually all that I got for this film. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you get to spend time with your friends and family or at least video chat with them or, you know, however you're able to work it out. But I hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving. I hope you stay safe uh, and you just enjoy your time and please reflect on everything that is good in this world right now. And just remember that you are not alone and that we will get through this guys. All right. That's all I got. The show is over. The credits are rolling and I'll see you at the next show time.